and forth, violently beating her. You don't play Gentlemen, for the hundreds that are listening and the thousands in attendance, welcome to Monday Night Live. Welcome to the Ace Train Show. Not like the Ace Train Show. The Ace Train Show. A lot of non-profit organizations. I don't care if he sounds crazy and has a brain injury. He is funny. What do, you, what do I call you? A DJ name? Magic Mike. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, business to make dreams come true. I'm feeling like, you know, both heart strength, you know? Like, I can do anything. I can I am skinny, dang it. Dinosaurs are real. Can't still serve a purpose. I'll be right back. Don't you go dying on me. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. It is another edition of the Ace Train Show, and pretty much it's last Ace Train Show. And we're going to, yeah, we're going to, we're going to try to bite me on the last. We're going to try to transition it to like an evening show. So we have a morning show and an evening show. Oh, okay. That's what we're going to try to do. And what I'd like to do is get all like the DJs and everybody together. And we figure out like, you know, you have your show, but Mm -hmm. have like, Schedule time slots, you know. Okay, oh, well, are we gonna do a rotating evening show or afternoon show? No, or? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just... still, I'm still thinking, but I know that, I know that the reason why I want the H train show to convert to like the evening shows because we've got the platform, we've got the following. You yeah. know, it's not, it's not about the name. Yeah. It's about the mission. Oh, okay. It's not about the name. Okay, cool. Right. I, I could dig that. You, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, because I was thinking, and, and once again, if you're just now tuning in, you're listening to the show that highlights all the nonprofit programs out there beyond the VA. You're listening to the H Train show. And, with Roddy. Uh, yes, with Roddy. With Roddy. Why do you go introduce me? I like that. Buddy. Yes. And, um, <laughs> What I was getting ready to say is everybody knows what this show's about. Yeah. And those that are, you know, tuning in for the first time, thank you for riding with us. Oh. Oh. Could have told me to do it. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. Could have told me to do it. Well, I, I, I totally like, yeah. Oh, actually, like Wait, this no. one. Hold on a second. How long is this one? Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> I, I just did that. Um, so, anyways, but that's what I'm planning on doing is because we have the evening show and we have the morning show. The evening show and the morning show. Okay. So, what's the morning show like? The morning show is it, it, it starts here in Colorado, 8 a.m. Okay. 
8 a.m. Colorado this, time. Yeah, and this Mountain Standard basically time. this is it, you know? Oh, it's the same thing. It's yeah. the same thing. Oh, so we have our own, like, uh, Good Morning Today show. Yeah, pretty okay. much. Good Morning Today, CBS, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's good. I like that. You know? Right. And it's, it's, it's... Are you hosting that one, too? Veterans. So that's the one that Volcano is supposed to host. Oh, I'm okay. the one that's supposed to host, like, the evening show, but, like... No, so you're you the know. David Leatherman in this. <laughs> David Letterman, you know Johnny Carson. I don't know the new I, guys. I, I I'm sorry. Like, I kind of like <laughs> Jimmy Fallon to, is the only one I know. Uh, I kind of like to do the production and right. like the Good. and help people. Like that's mm-hmm. that's my big thing that I I, I like the best. Um, mm. I, I've I don't know. So what do we expect for the morning show? What 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 are we expecting? Like more guests and stuff like that? Well, no. So with the morning show, for the first hour, you sit there and you talk about like the you know news updates, um, tr- stuff that is trending. Mm. Um, I won't play it because uh, me and Roddy both agreed we shouldn't air it on public. But mm. something was leaked out uh, oh, by yeah. anonymous. And we don't know if, you know, look, guys, we're in a day of age where it's hard to trust anything or anybody because of AI now. Yeah. AI. Well, you blaming it on AI? No, I'm not blaming it on AI. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, anything can be like, you know, duplicated or forged or anything else like that. Like even videos uh, can be leaked with somebody saying something that they totally didn't say, but it looks so real. That their mouth is moving and everything else. I saw this bit where um, I think uh, Eddie Murphy was getting a Mark Twain award, and then he did something with. Uh, I did a joke about Bill Cosby and when he was all in, in all that trouble about drugging people. So um, yeah, and then he, we started making the, the imitation of Bill Cosby because Eddie Murphy does a perfect Bill Cosby. I like to talk to you about yeah. It really they. He put Bill Cosby's face over Eddie Murphy's mouth, and it looks exactly like Bill Cosby, like he's talking under Bill Cosby. <laughs> well, hell, you know, didn't all this stuff get popular when they did the uh, Star Wars and oh, yeah. they they crafted that um, woman that died? Uh, yeah, I can't think of her name. I now. can't either. I'm not a big Star Wars fan. I'm I am a huge Star Wars fan, but you, problem, you don't know that you're not a huge Star Wars brother. I can watch a movie I'm and gonna, forget about it. I'm gonna I, IMDb it. You know, no. I know I do. I love Star Wars. I know what you're talking about Princess Leia. There's Princess Leia. Yeah, Where Princess the actress Leia. Played Princess Leia. Yeah, man. I at least knew that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm uh, more of a Trekkie than a. Star Wars fan, I don't know uh, you know, I I could never, I never could get understand. And I'm not that much of a Trekkie, so yeah, so the I don't go. Spock, no, can no, you no. do that? No, 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 no. that. Yeah, I did a Vulcan. Let me see if I can see if I can get you. <laughs> you <laughs> Spock would just make you pass out. <laughs> uh, hey, so what? What you're here? You're talking about your comedy thing. Where? Where is that at? Actually, I think I booked a new show. Uh, I'm not too sure yet, but uh, I'll bring it out. Uh, another um, event at Avanti's. So I'll be doing a stand-up there. Hopefully in the near future, I'll, whether I get the data, I'll, for sure data, I'll make sure to contact everybody, put it on the show. Okay. And do some stand-up. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> awesome. To it. Yeah, so, um, yeah. That's what I'm doing. 
<laughs> that's pretty much right now. That's what I'm doing. I got to exercise, come up with a good comedy bit for it. Now, is there a lot of open mics in Denver? You know, City? recently they have like reduced in size. Uh, maybe there's three of I know of right now, and they all in weird times and places. And you got to know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. And it's all about comedians just exercising their, you know, their talent and stuff like that. So, uh, and there's a lot of people that want to be comics and a lot of people who just want to try it out for one time and stuff like that. But then you got the people that are really serious about it and um, they want to, they get the first dibs and then people who just come in. It's not really first come, first serve. They just, you know, write them up. So depending on where it's at, I mean, there's probably three of them. There used to be like one every day. And I would go to one and uh, work out, exercise my material. But um, yeah, it's not really that many. You know, the thing that I like, I, I've always wanted to be a comedian, but I could never do the comedian thing. Well, I, I got people to laugh at you. Laugh well, at you laugh, but because you, you're if a comedian. You bomb, if, if you're bomb or you're not funny, then. Oh, it's embarrassing? Yeah, it's embarrassing. So what? Okay, you did it still. <laughs> you did it. I bombed. <laughs> I bombed a few times, a lot of times. I had more bombing shows than I had successful shows. So it, it's it's like you just got to get the crowd all into your comedy and get a... The hardest part is to get a crowd that doesn't know you and then get them on your side. Like, act like they know you. Because, like, your friends know you. Like, your friends know you. So they know when you're joking and you're not joking. So when you talk about serious stuff, people are like, ooh, you know, but they know that you're joking. So like Dave Chappelle's, uh, when he was attacked, well, he wasn't attacking, he was joking about transgender people. Right. Um, uh, there was, I remember that show, there was two women in the crowd, like you can see them. And it's, it's I mean, it's a, you know, 30 yard shot, but you can see two women in the crowd and they just wasn't feeling what he was saying. So why do you even go to a Dave Chappelle show? You know he's joking. He's going to joke about the most blatant, obvious things. And it was, I thought his act was very tasteful. He he executed it very well and everything else like that. But you're going to offend some people. Matter of fact, some of the funniest jokes is going to offend some people. So Yeah, I see it every time on TikTok when I watch uh, that that um, Matt Rife. Yeah, Matt Rife. Yeah. Yeah. Have you looked into him? Yeah. You, yeah. No, when you told me last week, I looked into him. Yeah, okay, yeah, he's pretty funny. He's pretty edgy. He's pretty edgy. Let's give him that. He is very edgy. Yeah. But, you know, I'm starting to see after him, I'm starting to see this new concept of the comedians talking to the crowd now. Well, I think after the Will Smith incident where people are just coming out to the, you know, slapping people. Yeah. You know, after that stuff, you know, people are think they have the right to all oh, the comedians coming after me i got the right to come up in the stage and slap them so they 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 prepared for that i guess so i don't know <laughs> what well, what you're saying is very edgy that especially in this day of oh yeah society, this day, this day you, you you wouldn't you wouldn't try that Oh yeah, no, no. I'm, I might have to pack heat when I go on the stage now. Yeah, <laughs> how, if I'm not mistaken, there's. Um, if I'm not mistaken, there was a guy that was pranking somebody, mm -hmm. and he shot him. Like yeah, that's it was a prank. prank, prank that was went, the prank. Prank went wrong. That's oh, that's how they labeled it. Pow! Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got a great show for you today, everybody. We have 
the canine partners. They're uh, coming in. They're going to share with us uh, you know, what they're doing for veterans, what they're doing for civilians, what they're doing You're killing for me with this dogs. shot right now. Oh. You're killing me. you like oh, okay. edging off the seat. I'm going to leave my ass up on the seat. You're trying to just slowly get out the screen. <laughs> I, I told I'm you so I was excited. trying to transition. <laughs> transition out the screen. I mean, hey, you still, this is the last show then. No, uh, you're going to stay on it. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, like, um, I would like to, I would like to get you to come in here and, you know. Oh, I knew it. Was, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew you had a edgy plan. He's like, but yeah, go ahead. No, so I just I that's that's how I want to form it, you know. I want to invite the veterans to come out and you know I'll who cares if it's a host or a co-host, you nah, know? I'll I'll commit to one day a week. How about that? Yeah, there or one day go. a month. One day a month. One day a month. One day a month. Afternoon show, not the morning show. Me and morning. <laughs> I've done enough, you know, five AM wake ups in my life to say, Hey, you know, I'm done. <laughs> we got some uh Oh, Hollywood, what's up? Ah, oh, yeah, I miss uh, her. She needs to come back. I yeah. don't care. She needs to come back. Yeah. Hollywood needs I to come back. Her. You know what? But she is oh, on the bigger and better thing. Oh, she's on bigger. Yeah, she can come by, stop by. I'm just waiting for them to she's announce that she's president over there at home. Oh, yeah. At Colorado School. Yeah. School. yeah. She's killing it. She's killing it. Who else we got? So uh we're gonna we're gonna drink water and have dead yeah, time. I'm sorry. Whoops. Yeah, Dude, yeah. okay. <laughs> so yeah, we have a K9 partners, and then we have a special guest. Uh we have the yes, I am the veteran um podcast. She has okay. Rosie Riveter with her. Tonight. I am I was right though. She was the lady with the yeah. Yeah, why she said I was wrong. I got her burn up with that. <laughs> ah, there you go. There you go. So we we have that mm -hmm. that uh that we're gonna have, and then we have uh what else we have TikTok time or so what's the what no, the what moment? The, oh, what I think TikTok. Time. Yeah, yeah. New name, new name. Well, yeah, I got a bunch of like TikToks. I play and we get our little uh, you know. That's why I love to hear. I like watching TikTok for the, <laughs> the dumb wasted. And I got some of those actually. I got some of those. Um, and then after that, we'll be doing the tribute to the troop. Let me add that if you have a battle buddy or a veteran that recently passed that you would like to do a memorial, because I have no problem once we do the memorial. I have no problem for you to say, hey, do you mind if I have a copy of it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No because worries. they like the copy, you know. It's it's that's a nice memorial, you know. Yeah, Memorial Day is coming up too. So, yeah. you know, if you want to honor them, your fallen comrades and troops and airmen, soldiers, navy, sailors, uh, marine. Um uh, I don't know if anybody in Space Force died yet. <laughs> There's not meant to be. Did funny. you see the new logo, Sport Space Force, with the, yeah, Space Force. the Sapper Engineer thing that's going I don't around? Know. I just, I'm just still can't believe that's like. Well, they they're part of the United States. I can't say that they they they're serving our country too in space. But <laughs> hey, I'm Air Force, so everybody <laughs> joked on me. I got somebody to joke on now. I'll be like, what do y'all do in Space Force now? 
you know, I got somebody to joke on. I was going to say, well, you always have the Coast Guard. Yeah. Coast Guard. I can't get near water. I know, right? I know. All right. Well, we're going to go on a first nonprofit break. And when we come back for that nonprofit break, we're going to be hitting the TikTok time, the story time, whatever you want to call it. So whatever you do, stay with us. Don't go away. You're listening to the show that highlights all the nonprofit programs out there beyond the VA. You're listening to the evening show, age train show. Since Memorial Day 2016, the Honor Bell Foundation has been there for veterans. A final and honorable goodbye to those men and women who served. The bell is tolled seven times slowly by veterans to make it not only special for the family, but you know, to, to provide the dignity, honor, and respect that these veterans deserve. The Honor Bell Foundation is there for almost half the burials that happen at Fort Logan National Cemetery every month. Justin Soulful, an Air Force veteran himself and owner of Peakview Brewery, believes in the Honor Bell's mission and is helping out the best way he knows. Push that all the way. By making a special mm. Honor Brew IPA. It's a bit earthy, little hints of tangerine, nutmeg, perhaps, steak seasoning. I'm getting a, uh, just a touch of granite. He kids on his critique, but for a limited time, exactly nine kegs that is, every 32 ounce of Peak View Honor Brew IPA that sells goes to the Honor Bell Foundation. Every single penny. The US veterans. You know, we stick together. We're, we gotta, we got to stay as a community. Oh, wasted a little. The fact that they were willing to actually come in and brew the beer with us makes it extra special. So just kind of cemented a bond. A bond that knows no end. Dan DeRue, Fox 31. After serving in three different branches in the military and working closely with the others, I lost friends in every branch. And the common thread was a really great guy with a very young child. I was really concerned how were they being mentored and, and how were they being encouraged while they were kids, while they were growing up. That I could find very short-term things, but not something that was based on long-term development. First time we meet again so much we've been through I'm amazed I'm amazed Angels of America's Fallen engages children of our fallen military and first responders in positive outlets for their grief throughout their entire childhood. We want to see them invest in themselves through practice in sports, music, or arts. They open up, their, their self-confidence improves, they become more outgoing, their uh, happiness improves and it's just impactful for them to not focus on the grief and not focus on being a child whose parent has passed, but instead focus on, I'm a kid that likes soccer, I'm becoming a better soccer player, or I'm a swimmer. Whatever their passion is, we're gonna to try to find a way to say yes to that. Look at my eyes, together we'll ride, together we'll ride. Want you to know there'll be a place right in my heart, right in my hand. I want you to know. Oh, oh, oh. 
One of our families actually has fallen through every crack that you could imagine in the system. But the two kids are amazing. Uh, they are the most courteous, loving, and thankful kids that I think I've ever met. They've been able to do swimming, and uh, it was really cool because uh, Anthony wanted to go down a big water slide. And the thing was that he couldn't swim at all, so he couldn't do it, and he couldn't you know, come out the end of the tube. And we were able to enroll him in swimming lessons. And, uh, and for both Isis and then Anthony, um, they progressed really well on their swimming, and then Anthony got to go down the slide. I know the world goes around, round, round. Look at my eyes. Together we'll rise. I want you to know there'll be a place right in my heart, right in my head. I want you to The last numbers that we received from the Department of Defense showed that there were over 16,000 children of fallen military in the United States. back ladies and gentlemen once again you're listening to the show that highlights all the nonprofit programs out there beyond the va you're listening to the h train evening show i like and, that that's a better uh, ring to it yeah and uh, and we are back so i just found a couple tiktoks that i was gonna all right let's play. Say, please do not i just ate a little <laughs> slice of little caesar's pizza <laughs> you don't eat that when you're like really hungry <laughs> I was gonna say you're like oh, I don't eat much. I'm like okay, so um, slice. <laughs> so we got this one. What we got? What Let me know? make sure that um, everybody's able to see. There oh, we okay. go. There we go. And I'm gonna put that over there. Okay. All right. Now we got it. Go. So there. Oh yeah, that was that. <laughs> So just just hold on though. So is that the Lebanon? These explosions are happening. Come on. Yeah, that this is a Lebanon explosion. Okay. Yeah, you, you was this about two years ago, I believe. Was that two years ago? I believe or was this years. recently? That's what I'm asking. I don't know what's recent as we but this is yeah, this is the Lebanon explosion. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. They had the wedding like lady with an wedding And just yeah. Yeah, that was about at least two years ago, at least minimum. Right. And it was pretty wild. So you then, thought that was interesting? Are you just now seeing that? I I did this. Hold on. Oh, this is Dr. Drew. Been wounded during a drive-by oh, shooting. Oh no, rewind it. Rewind it. Okay. Dying a by shooting. Oh, as hold on. It's a tough, tough piece of tape to listen to. It's a seventh-year-old boy. 
who passed away following a 911 call for help. The dispatcher hung up on the caller. The boy had been wounded during a drive-by shooting oh. as he lay there in distress, dying. A frantic woman who apparently knew the teen calls, calls 911, tries to communicate to the dispatcher what's going on, what help she needs. She's obviously distressed, excited. Who wouldn't be? Listen to this. This isn't a Starbucks. This is somebody's life on the line. Are you are you kidding me? Wow. wow. It's it's it's. I, I got chills when I heard yeah. that. Uh, I, I, this I, is. Wow. Just because she said, "Effing," and the, the the dispatcher wasn't gonna take attitude. Uh, right. Uh, hey, I used to live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm not gonna say that's one of the reasons why I left Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> but I just won't say it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the thing is, is, like, when I see something interesting like TikTok, okay, and I get it, I get it. There's a lot of people like you talk about TikTok too many times, blah, blah, blah. But the thing about it is, there's so, with all the like bad information out there, there is some really good information out there that make you think. And, you know, it, look, it kind of breaks it down for people that are kind of slow like me, you mm -hmm. know? Um, because I can't, I can't watch CNN and all those other channels. I don't, I don't comprehend that stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's really hard to find. Like, I mean, one thing I would say Trump did is like discredit the media so much. I mean, it's you don't even know what's true, what's false. You have to go out and try to find whatever you can. You know, honestly, the best way to find out the um if the news is legit or not, yeah. is to check an outside country source. They're going to tell you the absolute truth regardless. If they find some dirt on America, they will tell it as it is. If I mean, if they sign something good, they probably won't preach on it, but at least you know what you're getting. But if they find it, they're going to use it. Like, if you go to, like, what is that? Um, Well, Al Jazeera was one of them, uh, but they went out of business. Um, or is it RT? But uh, that's Russian television. But there's another one as well but um yeah I, I i just can't think of it but yeah if you like maybe canada tv whatever ctv if that's, that's what i want to see sky news sky oh yeah sky that's the one i was thinking about sky news yeah i watch sky like if you got the like extra cable channels like watch sky news they will tell you the honest to god truth about america okay outside outside people looking in and they don't have no reason to lie because hey why would i want america mad at me <laughs> so <laughs> Okay, all right. I like it. I like it. We got this. Uh, we got this one. This is happening a lot. Like, no, 
Okay. Um, yeah, I know, right? I'm, I, I was getting annoyed with it. What was um, that? You know, that's what I was getting ready to ask you. Like, yeah. that's the bad thing about the TikTok is sometimes you have to go into the comments to learn what it was. But I think that's an auditorium that they were. It looked like you were trying to get a Taylor Swift concert. That's what I was <laughs> those rowdy fans are trying to get to BC B2S. Well, BCS. one of the reasons why I show that is because here in like the last five days, just random. Okay. You know mm. how you're talking about random factories, you know, fire and stuff. I've seen a lot of videos in the last five days, just random people ransacking shit, just like breaking glass, mm. going into Walmart, just stealing, looting stuff. Oh, that's America. I, I, <laughs> that's what you just see in America. Uh, it's, it's, that's going to happen every day in America. The day that there's nothing on the news is the day I am officially dead because I didn't see it all. There's like everybody's at peace. With themselves in the United States of America, when that day happens, oh my God! I think we should celebrate in jubilation. I don't, I, I don't know a day that has gone by where I've been like looked at the news and been like, oh my God! I mean, I actually think I'm like corrupt to watch the news just so I can be disappointed in life right now. That's the only reason why I want to watch news so I can have some sort of disappointment or some disgust <laughs> when I start in the morning. As it is, it is. I don't know. It's just like I, I watch it and I'm like. Like, we all addicted to it. Like, everything, I mean, oh, my God, just every day is just something, something, something. And I was like, come on. We're addicted to the drama. We're addicted to the drama. That's, like, the real-life drama. You know what's weird? What's, what's weird? Like, if you can hear a story, we hear stories about, you know, kids, you know, being killed, shot, and everything else, you know, you know, mass shootings at malls and, you know, explosions, all that stuff in the news. And we go to sleep like babies. But if we watch a, you know, a fictional tale of, of like some killers, like we watch the new John Wick or we watch the horror film, we are up all night scared to death. <laughs> like we can't go to sleep. Like we watch a horror movie, we can't go to sleep. But we watch real life drama that goes around, you know, like a real life, you know, serial killer, we all go to bed knocked out. We hear this, you know, a reenactment of a serial killer, we all just. <laughs> you know, all scared and stuff. So that was a joke. You didn't even laugh. Go stop, man. You I know? didn't no. laugh. <laughs> I didn't laugh because you know I I, I, I tell you I, I don't comprehend the uh, jokes. <laughs> you know, my wife and me we 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 try to watch that You're Chicago. Married? Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? It's a strong one. <laughs> no, this. Uh, I met your wife. She's strong, strong woman, or she just can't afford the divorce thing. But yeah, you know. So <laughs> no, I'm teasing. No, she, um, you'll take half. <laughs> I'm taking half. Of yours. But you know, so I have a hard time um, following or comprehending watching like the 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 TV shows, the fire. Oh yeah, Chicago. Everything. Fire Chicago, Mad Chicago, yeah. all that. Yeah, everything for some Chicago. Reason, um, that's that's all the dramas actually. Chicago. I'm from Chicago, so right. <laughs> everything. But it's like Fire Chicago, uh, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, Chicago Med. They just, they have their own TV slot. That I, I don't really watch it because I've, I've been there. <laughs> right. But I can tell you it's all true. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, we got some comments here. We got some comments. What we got? What we got? Where we go there? 
Uh, yeah. So yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, you, you put me in the box. <laughs> you want to put you in a box? I, I have no idea what that means. I look like want to be on there. Oh, oh, okay. I don't know how you do that, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. Uh, okay, so I don't know whether or not to play this another TikTok thing, or <clears throat> you know, if uh, anybody wants to call in and give your opinion on what we've been talking about, you can do so at seven two zero six one nine zero six two seven. Um, I I keep seeing this on TikTok. All right, I'm, and I was a mechanic in the Air Force, so okay. I, I want to know, like, what is this called? Or it, it looked like it said it was plug in a tire. I'm guessing, yeah, it's well, it's, a, it's definitely the plug in a tire, but like, uh, here, I'll show you. Okay, show me why is it doing that? because you're pressing the buttons, man. I don't know, <laughs> you're the one <laughs> pressing the buttons. Why you gotta press okay. them all the time? Okay, hey, we can pit play anytime. Yeah, right. Here we go. Is it? Here's an easier way to do a tire plug. Is the real nut? You're killing it. Right? Into making it to where uh, oh, I it'll fit all the drills. That was very creative. I think I've seen this TikTok. So, what I'm asking is, like, what is that? Then? But it never leaks. Tire plug. This thing never leaks. Okay, so there, it's a, you could buy that at AutoZone right now. Okay, I didn't know. About if you that. had a nail in your tire, but but the thing is, it yeah. comes with this this gnarly looking thing, right? It's like this nail punch, right? And you, you you put it in there, and it's got this super cool grip, and it's like comes out your knuckle right here, right? right. So you like Wolverine when you punch the tire and stuff, and you just rake it out. So it's, I mean, oh my god, screw brass knuckles, that thing like. It's like you can punch somebody and stab them at the same time. So you got to do that. You got to put it in, and then you get that little rubber thing right there. Uh, what they say, the little stick, the rubber stick that you put through the little another T thing that you can really hurt somebody with, but not All as right. much as the other thing. Uh, you put that through the little, like 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 a little thimble or needle. You know, you put it through the whole um, sex education class. <laughs> <laughs> put, the, put the needle through the hole right there, and then. Uh, you push it through the tire, and, and I, I mean, I'm not a weakling, but you know, I ain't the strongest man in the world, but I ain't a weakling, and it takes some pressure. You got to like really get it in there because you got to. It's like really. How am I explaining this? It's like it's like really erotic, but this is really what you do. Like when you got to really push it through that hole because it's real tight. That hole is real tight. <laughs> and you got to twist it, and then you pull it out, and it stays in the. Oh, I don't need to talk. About <laughs> <laughs> so, is it is it kind of like same thing? Like, could you do a zip tie? Because you that you, wasn't even close to being a zip tie, wouldn't it? I did, a zip tie is you put it in through a hole. But yeah, yeah, I guess you that one part we threw it. That's like the zip yeah. tie. Yeah. But like um, the little thing, how the hell you get a zip tie? I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I don't know. It, I had the I Wolverine was, punch. The Wolverine thing? Oh, my goodness. That's the big thing. Okay. And we're going to try it this way. What are we going to try? What else? Okay. I think we've already played that one. What's that one? Uh, this one right here. I gotta, we got to review your TikToks, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> so I know what the, I didn't know what, how we were coming in. We were seeing explosions in the beginning. Fifteen siblings are purely related by blood, and because of this, they all have visible physical deformities. 
Out of 15 of them, only three are living together with their nephew, Timmy, and among them, only Betty can speak. How many years have you lived here? Oh, my life. While Ray, her brother, can only communicate through grunting. <laughs> Lorraine and Timmy don't speak much at all. Tell me about what you remember of your, of your, of your parents. But how did they survive? What happened to the rest of their siblings? And why do they practice inbreeding? Despite the unique situation of this family, there's a lot more to them than you'd expect. The Whitakers live in a tiny home in isolation in West Virginia. They were so secretive about their history, and it was believed that their lack of education and interaction outside their home was the cause of their inbreeding. What can you tell me about your family? Not much. But Betty, who is also their caregiver, later revealed that their father, John, is a coal miner, and their mom, Gracie, stays at home with them. She also said that only three of them were left, and most of their siblings moved on or have passed away. The family is protected by the police, and their extreme protective neighbors who are always ready with their shotguns to chase any intruder who takes a photo or taunts them. And that's because they were bullied a lot for being different. Once when Lorraine, Ray, and Timmy still attended church, a family made fun of them and they never went back again. And this took them deeper into isolation. But in 2004, something happened that totally changed the Whitakers' lives forever. Mark Laeta took a photo of this family and included it in his book, Created Equal. It was the first time that this family was revealed to the public. At first, the neighbors had to stop Mark, but after explaining his intentions, he was allowed to take some photos in exchange for some food, clothing, and money. 16 years later, Mark launched his documentary about the reality and relationship of this odd family. Do you remember me from uh, about 10 years ago? Garnering 32 million views and 400,000 likes, this video went completely viral. Although it received hundreds and thousands of likes, it raised more questions than answers. From the look of it, the Whitakers are struggling to barely have enough to survive. They are clearly living in an extremely dirty home and even wearing ill-fitted, stained clothes. And although some of them hardly speak at all, it's clear that they don't understand what's being said. Yeah, I think, I think they're more intelligent than people think. But the Whitakers never had any tests to confirm their medical or mental conditions. While people would blame the inbreeding as the cause of their deformities, the Whitakers believed that coal mining had something to do with their condition. Do you think that was genetic or do you think it was... Uh... Uh, environmental from coal mining. I don't know. Might be. A lot has happened since Mark first visited this family. Apart from some home improvements, a new pickup truck, and a fully stocked refrigerator, their GoFundMe account was able to raise $30,000. So you, the, the money has helped you a lot. It's improved your quality of your life a bit. Huh? The, the money has improved your lives a bit. And Mark even took them to Walmart for a little shopping spree. Whatever you guys want, clothes, shoes, furniture, dog food, food, anything you guys want. While we may know of the Whitakers as one of the most inbred families in the United States, there's a high probability that there are others out there as well. And they deserve just as much compassion as the Whitakers. While some may look at the Whitakers' circumstances as unfortunate, we can also look at them as ordinary human beings. I got so many questions. <laughs> first, first question is, what channel is this episode series on, and when can I watch it? I want to watch all about this, uh, this, this family. Literally, I, I, literally, I'm on TikTok, and every time I see something interesting, you know, like you always have that friend or whatever that you want to send to TikToks. To, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. You ha always have that friend, especially if something. You know, comes to mind. I mean, 
I'm not. That's why be, I like the TikToks because I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, it, I'd have been mad as hell if you had sent me that TikTok. <laughs> I'd be mad. No, I, I mean it was interesting. I couldn't take my eyes away from it. But like, why are you sending me this early in the morning, man? I don't want to see this. But, <laughs> I mean, but they, they were like inbred coal mining yeah. family from West Virginia, and I'm like, oh my god. Why are we not watching? Where is this on the Discovery Channel? What time slot is this on? You know, which HDTV? I want to see all of this. I, I don't want I mean, I'm not into reality shows. I will watch that reality show right well, there. Well, you know, I had done a segment on the show probably around two or three years ago. And it was when we were doing the, um, we were investigating all the, um the like the the freak show whatever you want to call it the circus you mm-hmm. know back in oh, oh, yeah. early times yeah and i remember one where the woman died and they cemented her body in there so that people wouldn't dig up the grave and keep taking body parts which lady was the bearded lady what was no it? the one with uh four legs the woman with four legs. I think I've heard of her. When, uh, when I that, forget, I forget her name. We did that. Uh, like you're gonna remember the woman with four legs. That's the what's the. That's what you're gonna remember. You know what? I, gonna, I mean, even if you, you remember the name, she's gonna be four legged Kelly. I mean, so I mean, whatever it is. I mean, you're gonna remember the four legs before anything else. I'm not gonna. Rem- I'm not even gonna remember your name when I leave here. What are you oh, talking about? <laughs> you know if. <laughs> oh Mike. Pang uh Pang. Mike is a brother to me and him uh in high school. He's a, he's a great, great painter. I'm great trying painter. to look up the uh don't that, try to find a you know you... uh, for bay, not for bay. For yeah. Oh my god, you can't even spell it. <laughs> for for peg, the four pegged lady. Four leg. You know, like the yeah. iPhone has like a that little microphone on the lower right corner. You can just talk it in. There. <laughs> you can just talk it in there, but it'd probably still get it wrong. Sure, sure. Right, be I like, huh? I give up. I give sure, up. Okay, be like, huh? so anyways, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, like I don't want to call them circus freaks, but the the side shows that they had in the circus a long time ago, they had you know, like the two face. Boy, yeah, like the, the nine hundred woman. pound woman, that yeah, could, like come in with a crane. Yeah, yeah, all those. Like we we were telling stories. The two men with two faces, and I was having a good time listening to the stories, but I guess it started creeping them out. So we I heard something. It. I heard that they got rid of the the, the circus shows. They uh, did the side shows because it was offensive. That's what I heard. It was because it was offensive. They people got offended that they they want to go get, bring these people uh, abnormal uh, abnormal anomalies. However, you can say that word. I don't know the abnormal abnormalness, and it just people felt. Well, don't get me wrong. The woke culture felt that people were being you know mistreated and abused and you know being laughed at by people, so they felt sorry for them. However, the people with these deformities, 
um, were mad because that was the way they can make money. They couldn't get a normal job at Walmart with, you know, four legs or, you know, right, six. Right. This is how I make my money. This is how yeah. I make my living. If y'all want to laugh at me just for sitting here or people just like gasp at me, shoot. All right. That's how I make my money. You know, that's right. uh, those people were really upset. Like you just took away how I eat. So I don't know. It gets crazy. Well, they took away like the cir- like the um, circuses that they're not doing circuses anymore. Yeah, now it's cruelty to animals and stuff yeah. like that. This is my thing about woke culture. You know, I'm not saying this. I'm not all for, against it, but there's some things I am. You know, people need to be awake for. But there's a thing such as being too woke, where you know you're you shouldn't be offended more than the people that are actually being offended. Than the person you know absolutely being, being offended. If that person's not offended for being laughed at or or snarled at or like shocked at because his eye is in his chin, then do you don't worry about it. It's his prerogative. You don't get a chance to do that. So, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we go. Uh, we got some comments here. If you see any, you want to throw up. Uh, hey, I appreciate you guys watching. Yeah, and appreciate listening it. Tonight. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Uh, we got. We got. Um, do you have a story that you want to talk about or go to the next TikTok? Let's go to the next TikTok. Okay. Yeah, Gene, four more of me. Is this a happy TikTok or a sad TikTok? I like the happy Oh, TikTok. this is hilarious. Okay. Well, what is it? Somebody, so this happened, this happened yesterday. That, let me make sure that I get this oh. right. People in North Dakota. <laughs> um, this one right here. It's very important I get this right. This is hilarious. I showed my wife. She spit out a coffee. All right, here okay, we go. Kane Brown getting hit with a boot. <laughs> Earlier this week while performing in Wichita, Kansas, Kane Brown was struck mid-performance by a boot in a not-so-great place. By all accounts, Kane is well and will continue with his tour without delay. <laughs> <laughs> Put us back up for man. Put us back up for man. Uh, oh, we're, 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 we're there. We're there. Um, so as a, a person getting hit with a boot. As a comedian. That was that had you on the floor laughing. <laughs> that's what that's what it gotta get you on the floor. Kane Brown getting hit in the boot. I mean, yeah, it was at a funny place. Everybody knows. Oh, the, me the, and my wife were, the nut were, shots were are like, laughing big time this morning. When I that wasn't get you, man. <laughs> Somebody getting hit with a boot. I mean, it was it was a chuckle. Like, dang. I mean, I was like, poor poor Kane Brown. He was in up there singing his lights out, and he gets hit with a shoe. Oh, Ooh. I thought I thought it was hilarious. Now, as a comedian, has anybody ever thrown anything at you like that again? Before? Again, we live in this woke culture, so like, uh, I think like crowds that come see unknown comedians. Yeah. Well, I'm still kind of unknown, but unknown comedians. Uh, they'd be like, "Yo, you did a good job. Keep going." Hi, hi. There's like, it's really even people get booed off. They just stand there and take it. <laughs> they just stand there. Ooh, that's that's a nasty joke. Ooh, just stand there and take it. Unless you're doing something like you doing something offensive, then they'll stand up and probably throw something at you. But uh, I want to say that much. They they'll throw anything at you. We live in a world culture where he's doing a good job. <laughs> Yeah, I get pity laughs. Yeah, pity there, laughs. That's the worst thing. I, it, I don't want a pity laugh when I laugh. Right. I don't want to. <laughs> I want that hard. <laughs> like you just had when Kane Brown. You on? You was really on the I thought that was funny. Somebody got to get hit in the 
balls. Well, I, shoot. I thought I thought Home Alone was hilarious. Well, it was. Okay. Back in what, 94? Well, wait, 84, 85. I think maybe we might just have like, you know, different like things that we laugh at. Like my dad, he watches uh, like fart TikToks and he just thinks that's hilarious. (laughs) That, oh my goodness. Well, see, that's the the things. Fart TikToks is what's hilarious. I don't know. Fart TikTok. Well, don't you do not put up a fart TikTok. I no, I'm not. Don't put up, up fart. no fart TikTok. I'm looking for. Da, 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 da. Oh well, what, which one are you looking for? Uh, I, uh, you know. What would you? Well, you got. We got. What TikTok? What else? Next TikTok? Are we looking at? I think it's this one. Okay. Let's. Yeah, well, and see, I had this all organized too. Dang. Out. Let's just say we gotta find the TikToks. I guess we gotta find which TikToks are. I just find them interesting, you know. It's just like showing TikToks to your mm-hmm. friend in the morning. Like yeah, the blondes. Yeah. And you just leave it for This is not a light reflection. This is actually changing paint. It's going to go all white. What? This is real. This is real. This is not CGI. This is the world's first changing colored car. This is the BMW iX flow. This is coming. This is coming. Future tech. Black. How does this work? White. How does it work? Look, controlled by an app. Look, wave mode. Wave mode. Check this out. Starts at the front. Moves all the way down the side of the car. This is not animated, CGI, nothing. This is real. Real. And look. Look at this. Yeah. You see this pattern? This is the actual material that makes this work. There are three layers. Inside that are capsules filled with both black and white paint. And then electrodes flow through the car and change the paint color. Instead of spinning rims. Come on, guys. Where have you ever seen this? This technology takes from the iX's battery. This is all electric. And here, you can see the electricity flowing through the panel of the car. Now, obviously, this is a concept just to show. So this wouldn't look this way when it actually comes to life. But it is just so cool to see this for the very first time. You see all of these triangles here? What they've done is they've laser cut into it so that it can fit to the panel of the car. Next one. Oh, oh. This is actually cause it, cause it, cut, cut, cut it off. Cut it off. Okay. I was first of all, women, 
Why you get all the cool jobs? <laughs> Why do y'all get all the cool jobs? Every time I see, like, look at Motor Trend and all this stuff, women get those jobs where they sit up there and show off the car, like, look at this. Look at this new car. I mean, I understand a pretty woman and track, but why do women get all the cool jobs? Now going into the car, oh, my God, I want one. But I don't know. Like, that, that's like maybe when I'm I'm 80, hopefully, I might get a car like that because I'm, it'll be coming mass production. But I can see that being happening. Like, like people will get those cars because I got a black car. You know why I got a black car? Not because I could, that was the only one I could afford at the time, but I got a black Audi 84. So... You know the reason why I chose the color black, so it can match anything I wear. <laughs> Think about it: if you have a red car, you got to buy mostly red clothes to match your car. You got to that's true. Match your outfit, yeah. So you really got to match like your car got to match your thing. You can't come out like you know you have like a red like Camaro and come out with something like maybe you know like an off color gray brown orange suit, orange suit, yeah, stuff like that. Then go into a red car; it looks tacky. It's gonna look tacky, even though if, it, no matter how good this. The suit look or the car looks, you coming out vice versa colors of the car tacky. So I see that BMW being relevant in the future. That color thing, hopefully in the next 10 years, I get to see that. That'd be amazing. I, 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 I'm right there with you. I'm right there. Sorry, with you. I mean, I was like, man, you got, I got to match my car. Car got to match the clothes, man. That's the only reason I bought a black car is because I can wear anything <laughs> I want. I can expand my wardrobe with the black car. That's right, it is. All right, let's see here. Then we got oh, we got the, that uh, too. Yeah, we got the next one. There's got to be an easier way to do this. Dropping twenty-three billion to construct a dancing skyscraper. Each level can independently rotate a full three hundred and sixty degrees. But would the people inside the building feel dizzy from the constant movement? The designers assure us that they only rotate at a rate of six meters per minute. As a result, the people inside barely feel any movement, allowing them to enjoy an amazing panoramic view of Dubai within an hour. I knew that was going to be in Dubai. That was the only place I can afford a building like that. No, I don't want to live here. <laughs> 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 I had to play that. That was the last one. I had to play that. I'm sorry. So that's where you play you that. Got the crudest that's where you play that. If on people the get jacked up in their, their video. It's just hilarious to you. The soundboard. Now remember, you I got a uh, person of a what, what was where we were. Remember the um, oh dumb ways. Dumb ways. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dumb um. You just like people messing themselves up, huh? Oh, no. I, just, I, I got I somebody was... who got hit by a car. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I tell a joke. I don't get it. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting. So we're going to go on another nonprofit break. And once we come back off that nonprofit break, uh, hopefully our interview will be here. I think that's them right now. So whatever you do, stay with us. Don't go away. You're listening to the show that highlights all the nonprofit programs out there beyond the VA. You're listening to the Ace Train Show, the evening show. He was never a soldier to me. He was literally a, he was a dad to me. I was waiting for him to be home, and instead of seeing him walk in the door, I found a chaplain on my doorstep. 
our heroes have paid such a huge price for freedom. And these military families, sometimes we're still paying. And we're gonna continue our brewery tour over this way, guys. This is called a mash cooker, where we start the actual When someone says, thank you for your service, sometimes I feel embarrassed because I don't feel like a hero. There's not a day that goes by that you don't wish you could do more. My best friend, a medic, he died in combat. Coming back and having to look at his wife and actually tell her, That was one of the hardest days of my life. You think, is this the last time I'm going to hug you? Is this the last time I'm going to kiss you? You don't know. What's up, man? There's certainly a responsibility that you feel towards other servicemen and women and their families. So you can peek in, careful not to touch. But you still, in your mind, believe that you haven't done enough. All right, guys, so this brings us to the end of our tour. I've also brought in for you guys to have the opportunity to meet some of the veterans involved in brewing the beer, Budweiser Freedom Reserve, which supports the Folds of Honor program. So who here has heard of Folds of Honor? Well, I'm sorry. Um, I have something to tell you guys. Um, we're not a normal tour, each and every one of us. We're all here because of Folds of Honor. And we're all here because of you guys. And want to say thank you. They told us you guys were just extras. Yeah. <laughs> I am the proud daughter of two US Marines. My dad, he was in the 82nd Airborne Signal Corps. I joined the Army as a combat medic. Three days before the due date of our daughter, my husband, Ryan, was killed by an enemy sniper. My husband was killed on Mother's Day, 2005. Our life was over. We were devastated. Folds of Honor came along and said, we're going to help you piece back together your life with this scholarship. Now I'm in college and I honestly don't know where I'd be right now without all you guys. I'm able to gain my education and have a future for my son and myself. Receiving Folds of Honor has taken a huge, huge just burden off of our lives. My family is so proud of you and everything that you've done to contribute to our lives. I am honored to be in your presence. I'm blown away. I didn't know, and uh, we can still serve in a way because once you stop serving, you just, you felt like you stopped. And it's 
It's nice to be able to keep um, giving back. I had no idea that this is what we were doing. You're our heroes. I salute you. Thank all of y'all. Coming out of the military, I never realized it is a way of life because your service never stops. All right, and we are back, ladies and gentlemen. And the reason why you don't see us is because I was trying to get the camera. Yeah, I'm letting him explain it. Yeah, He's I was trying to get the Texas camera. Right so, Bridget, you're going to have to scoot over, and you're going to have to get them this camera shot. Okay, there you go. <laughs> okay, right, so, that's uh, what we're going to yeah, have to do. Yeah, yeah like, probably right. Let's, let's scoot us. How about we scoot over to her? And uh, what's well, your no, dog? I I'm sorry. Be right here. That's perfect. Yeah, no, then, uh, then they'll be able to see you. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think, we're, I think we're good. Okay, I think I we're think good. That, uh, no, we see you. Hold on. See you and and, and a coat back. <laughs> I swear. Okay, a little bit over. Please, nobody wants to see you, Joe. No, nobody, nobody wants to see me. I don't know why that's. Oh, okay. So, okay, so I'm gonna. Scoot we're gonna over. scoot over. You know what? I tell you what. We gonna switch. Sides. You got this. Oh, I got it. Okay, he's he's just gonna. I'm gonna switch. Okay, we're gonna get a, a good second. I'm gonna switch chairs with you. I'm gonna, we're 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 having to, we we planned this out totally. Okay, why is it working for me? Okay, right here. There we go. All right, I'm gonna go. Before we get into it, um, let my guests get him situated with the lovely pup, and um, first of all, who we have here? What's your name? And where are you from? My name is Bridget Damanagini, and I am the development director for Canine Partners of the Rockies. Canine Partners of the Rockies. And what is your mission? And what do you do over at Canine of the Rockies? We place service dogs for people in Colorado. So we raise them from the time they're puppies and train them. It takes about two years. And then we place them with mobility impaired clients. Oh, that's amazing. Wow, that is really... How many clients do you see in a year that require service dogs? Well, we've been placing about five dogs a year. Okay. Um, we're hoping cool. to increase that. We just, uh, this year, were able to... Uh, Kind of our board decided that we were able to place dogs at no charge. So that includes veterans. So uh, before that, if you needed a service dog, it would be about $9,500 for a service wow. dog, wow. which is a, a lot. Even, you know, if, if you have a good job and you you have insurance, um, that's a lot of money, especially if if you're really in need of a service dog. So it's kind of it's kind of our big thing this year that we're really promoting. Oh, that's amazing! That's a, that's that really amazing. that is really amazing. So you you brought in a friend here, I see. Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, what is his her name? This is Copper, and Copper is a service dog in training. So he's about oh. a year old. It's like that's a year old. Oh yes. wow! Yep, he's still he's, he's huge. He's big. Yeah, he's he's one of our bigger puppies. I wish we could well, let's try to get this scan down. So yeah, I was gonna name. say. So has see this, he this already is learned how to? Um, has I already learned to to 
gosh, what is my yeah, brain's not go. functioning tonight, Roddy. I don't know if uh, so, he's so able to. <laughs> we can at least get a little, little face. There is you go. There you go. We see the face. We see the face. To the counter. Um, not yet. Not yet. So not yet. Okay. our service dogs are in training for two full years. So the first year is basic socialization, um, things like down, sit, stay, basic obedience that they'll all need. And then in the second year, we do kind of the more advanced stuff. So most of our dogs that are placed with people in wheelchairs will be trained to pick things up, open doors, they open refrigerators. And uh, some of our dogs that we've placed can even do laundry. So do laundry. Yes. Yeah. So we. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you said ninety five hundred dollars. <laughs> that's what we said. That's what we said. Dude, they can do dogs can do laundry. OK, yes, so explain yes. this one. But they don't separate the whites. They do not. Enough. And that is tough. Yeah. 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 OK, so uh, what I got. This one again. <laughs> I have a I have a service. I have a service dog. Yes. Uh, yeah. Where is. Don't tell me. He, yeah, tell, you, tell. Don't, you don't remember. Who, the, the, yeah, I remember your service dog. OK. Barrett. Barrett, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's at the house. Oh, okay. He's he's Ooh. blind. He's so old that he's got like the the the, the fog. Oh, cataracts. Yeah, yeah. The fog over his oh. eyes and like there's just that nothing that they can do. Yeah. Uh, I miss Barrett. I think we should go back and see Barrett. I remember those things. Oh wow. So what I'm sorry, uh, you probably mentioned this, but what breed of dog is this? This is a Labrador Retriever. Labrador Retriever. So we use Labs Goldens and Lab Golden Mixes. Okay. Yeah. And the dogs that we use come oh, from a breeding cooperative through Assistance Dogs International. So um, all of the dogs are bred for temperament and health so that when they're placed, they can live long, happy lives and do the best they can for their partner. You're beautiful. So um, when I see service dogs, when I'm walking around and everything, um, I know I see they, they weather this or, you know, and they're so beautiful. But I do see, do not pet dog. I always was curious because it's hard. Like right now, I just want to be like, oh, you, 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 you. <laughs> right in front of everybody. But like, um, but again, it's a service dog, you know, is why is that? I just kind of curious if you can answer that. Well, so when they have the vest on, we want them to be completely focused on their handler. So if, if people are running up to a dog when they're trying to focus on opening doors, staying right next to their person, mm -hmm. that it distracts the dog and it can be dangerous for, for the person that they're working for. Right. So oh, our dogs, while sense. they're in training, a lot of them uh, we take to schools and things like that for socialization. And then in those circumstances, you know, we let people pet them. So you could definitely pet him here today. Okay. But if you see, oh, you see, yeah. you see, we was just so nervous. Like, I just want to come pet him. Yeah. I know we came it's in so and just today I was, I'm sorry, I wasn't being polite or being rose. I was like, oh, this is a service dog. I just want to come here. <laughs> so so what, what we usually tell people is just always ask because there's okay. a lot of times when these service dogs are out in public and they're in training and mm -hmm. we're looking for somebody to come up and kind of help with the socialization mm -hmm. and uh, we need them to practice with kids how to be polite with all types of people so um, no. you can always ask always. is that Bell and Betty? Yeah, I believe so. All right. Yeah, she'll be here. And okay. She's, she's a little bit late. So my question to you is like what inspired you to, you know, what, like, normal, uh, I, I would say most people, they don't get involved in something unless something happened or they were touched by something. What, what started this inspiration for you? Well, I've always been an animal person. So I was in the army and then I was a vet tech for a while. I worked in animal hospitals and then I was a police officer. 
And um, I've always just loved working with animals. And now I feel like this job is kind of the perfect combination because mm -hmm. I, I get to help veterans and uh, work with animals. And it's kind of the perfect combination of, of everything I've loved. So, but it's, it's really fun to see how these dogs come in when they're eight to 10 weeks old and they're just regular puppies. They're just little balls <laughs> of fur that want to play and chase things and chew on things. And then they really turn into to dogs that really change people's lives. And seeing that happen is really, really, it's impactful. Um, we do things a little bit differently than most service dog schools. Most service dog schools have a list of dogs and then a list of, of potential clients. And then the dog on top is matched with the client on top, but we we make custom matches with our pairs. So if uh, Copper is uh, best fit to be a mobility dog, that's what he'll go do. But we also place dogs in Children's Hospital Colorado, oh, and wow. so uh, some of our dogs are better fit for working with kids. And so we we make that custom match, and then we also go back in and, and train for the lifetime of the partnership. So if somebody's medical needs change, we can go back in and work with the dog and, and make that happen. Uh, now with with service dogs i i know that freedom service dogs when they was around they they got dogs to shelter do you guys do that as well uh, and like what's the success rate of that because i'm sure that not all the dogs that you got graduate right so we we don't use we don't use shelter dogs okay um when I lived in Illinois, I worked a little bit with a with a service dog organization that did pull some dogs from shelters. The success rate is definitely not as as good. And okay. since we are a smaller nonprofit, we have to put all of our funding into dogs that we that have the best chance of of making it. Mm -hmm. So occasionally we don't have dogs that, or we do have dogs that don't make it as mobility service dogs. Mm -hmm. A lot of times they will go into schools or counseling centers or children's hospital um, places where they, you know, they may not be able to pick things up and close doors and things like that. But they can uh, they can be a facility dog, so they can kids can read to them, provide comfort. The dogs can provide comfort to kids in those situations. And these facility dogs, do you guys ever like offer them out in the open for like a $300 donation or whatever? The ones that can't graduate, ones that you know, can't so much get a service dog, but you know, th this at least will help. That's a, that's a possibility, but it, it doesn't happen very often because the different types of facilities we're able to place in, our dogs al almost always make it. I've been with Canine Partners for just over two years, and we've not had a dog that's completely been out of the program. So they've oh, either awesome. gone to being in, in uh, facilities, or we have one that's, uh, we have a couple dogs that are called ambassador dogs, where they... Um, they go into schools and kind of demonstrate and do outreach stuff for our program. So it does happen. It's not very common. And when it does happen, we offer our puppy raisers the chance to keep the dog first. All of our puppy raisers are volunteers and they are, you know, pouring their hearts into raising oh, these dogs, yeah. uh, sometimes for up to two years. Oh, so wow. we, we think it's the best thing to give them first priority when it's time for, oh, wow. if that happens, if the dog doesn't make it through the program, but that's pretty that's rare. Oh, there, there's, yeah, there, that's, oh. so is it hard? Like you raise a dog for two years and, you know, to prepare them to be, uh, handlers um is it like hard for the trainer to let them see him go or stuff like that you know like you trained him this is what they're supposed to do and just i think that would hurt so like is it really hard for them yes it definitely is especially if it's somebody that's had the dog for the full two years right uh, they really do get attached and they yeah. and it's not just I mean, regular dogs, pet dogs are great, but these dogs are going everywhere with their puppy raisers. So right. school, work, um, everywhere they're going, the dog is sitting just like this. So it's really, mm. 
a part of them at that point when when the dog graduates. So uh, yeah, it's definitely very difficult. I don't puppy raise. I puppy sit every now and then. Oh, uh, puppy because, sit. Yeah, yes. I think that's the yeah. way to go. You yeah. know, you're gonna get you know to touch your dog for three days. I mean, but for years, you know, right? It's just crazy. Yeah. Wow. And I have little kids, so I don't think my kids would handle it very well if we had a dog for two years. And the oh away, no. So. <laughs> Yes, hey, yes. How about your new iPhone? I think our puppy raisers get to see, you know, the the value in what they do. They get to come. But we have a graduation for yeah. each person that, you know, each pair that makes it through. And they get to sit in the graduation and watch the dog change from a service dog and training vest uh-huh. into their working dog vest. And, uh, yeah, they it's it's a it's a pretty emotional thing for puppy raisers and for the people that are paired with the dog. Oh, wow. That's great. That's amazing. That's, that's amazing. That, you know, and. The biggest thing that I find, there's not very many, you think there are, but there's not very many service dog organizations here in Colorado. Right. There's a, there's not. I think there might be four or five of that, but you're talking about four or five people for how many people are in Colorado now? That's, yeah. It's what, over, what, in Denver? I think you just broke a million. Well, sitting here. if I haven't told you already thank you for your service oh yeah thank, thank you, you very much for your service and so you're doing uh, really see women get all the cool jobs i swear well, <laughs> they get all the cool jobs women get all the cool jobs i don't know why <laughs> Go ahead. i'm really stoked that you got to come into the studio because yes. this the, you are literally the first guest for the studio oh wow oh that's exciting that is, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. the first special guest yeah you know, I don't know, I think baskets. after COVID, everybody <laughs> started getting a little kind of... Oh, not antsy or like claustrophobic? Like, no, kind of like, okay, why do I need to go over there when I can just video over there? You know? Yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. Like, let me get in my car, give you the car shot, you know. Yeah. Sit in the car and yeah, you can we, talk. We can have a, a, a professional lazy. interview with the baby seat in the back. You know yeah. You know? <laughs> And because of that, I, I think there's been um, there's just been there's been less of a group, you know, oh, yeah. people getting together and stuff. A sociable feel, yeah. And that's what we're trying to change here every Monday and every Friday. Yeah, get a good guess. This is a good idea. Yeah, yeah. actual the actual visitation get and she found such a beautiful <laughs> puppy. Oh He's my a god. Very good boy. Oh my no, god. No, no, no. Is this is oh I gotta try to get with this Fridays. This I've been just uh, oh it's a bit attack so oh. Bridget Fridays when we do our morning show we have these donuts. And these donuts, they're mm-hmm. not like any other donuts. These donuts are huge, like Belgium waffle kind of donuts. They're huge. Sounds amazing. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, okay, why are we talking about donuts? <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, I'm just going to come in here. So, are we going to get this my time to shine? Um, yeah, hit it. This is your time to shine, baby. It's your time to shine. So, we definitely hit the wrong button, but it, it, it it's okay. We just didn't hit the video. So oh, right. okay. My, my bad. No, it's, it's, it's my bad. This is the time that maybe we didn't ask you that right question or set you up for that right answer. And there's something that you want to get off your chest before you before you leave here today. Something to add to the interview. Uh, we call this your time to shine. Your next two minutes is completely yours. Okay. 
Well, I think the only thing I'd add is that um, being a veteran myself, I am looking forward to uh, growing our program and seeing how many veterans we can help um, as far as providing service dogs at no charge because uh, you know veterans have, have served our country. They, they gave everything they had for our country and, and they deserve something like that. So, um, and our, our dogs can really do amazing things for, for veterans. So um, if you know of anybody that, that uh, might be interested, send them our way. We'd be happy to see what we can, what we could work out. I love it. And do you have a phone number or an email that we can share? Sure. Yeah. That they can contact you? Sure. So my email address is just Bridget at cpotr.org. And our website is just cpotr.org, caninepartnersoftherockies.org. Okay. And if anybody's interested in applying for a dog, making a donation, uh, being a volunteer puppy raiser or puppy sitter, they can find all that information on our website. All right. I would like to thank Bridget for coming by today and bringing this beautiful, beautiful pup. As soon as we get through this whole commercial, uh, what is it? Uh, what are we doing next? The Oh, yes. The next is mail call. And you yeah. can stay. Yes. And and join us. You're a fellow veteran. Yes. Yep. Go ahead. And um, all right. So we're gonna add them into the. No. Okay. No. Yeah. That's why I'm gonna have you go ahead and do this ah. while we on the show. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I can do this. So we're gonna. We're just trying to get it to the commercial, so That's we don't right. look stupid no, on the air. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it is mail call time. Gentlemen, it is Battle and Betty and Rosie the Riveter. May I, I'm, I'll butcher your last name, so <laughs> you, I'll go ahead and let you introduce her. Yes, please. Uh oh. Oh, wait, hold on a second. We're not hearing anything. Is that on us? No sounds yet. Hey guys, it's me. Oh, there we go. Also known as Battle and Betty, and I am here with a literal figure of women's history, Miss May Cryer, a Rosie the Riveter. And Miss May is 97 years young, and she is a former guest on our show, Yes, I Am a Veteran podcast, and I've wanted her to pop in and give some knowledge to you guys as well. Did you want to introduce yourself, May? And yes, I enjoyed your program. My name is May Cryer, and I'm Rosie Riveter from World War II. I built famous at the Boeing in Seattle. Awesome. Yep, she just received the Lifetime Achievement Award, right, from the yeah. Air Force? From the Air Force. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Wow. Thank you. It flew oh. me to, uh, out to Salt Lake City last uh, April. And it was oh. so nice. The AOL of the Air Force gave me their Lifetime Achievement. Oh, That's wow. Nice, that is nice one. Congratulations. That was yes, out in Hill Air Force Base. Okay, yes. <laughs> so while you're with your visit with Battle and Betty, how have you enjoyed your uh, your weekend? How do you like Texas so far? What's that? How do you like Texas so far? Oh, I love it. I've never been here before. Everything is bigger and better, right? That's what they tell me. Bigger <laughs> <laughs> isn't always better, but yes. <laughs> but no, absolutely. Um, she actually, it was amazing to see how inspirational she was today. Um, she did uh, go up here on the American Grit show for Grunt Style. It's going to air June 1st, just before D-Day, which I think is very fitting um, given this wonderful woman. 
And um, it was pretty amazing to see all the women coming up to her. And like we, there was women crying, like, you know, like, and just saying, thank you. Like, and they're just so happy to see her. And we had some amazing photographs that we took today in front of this giant Rosedent Riveter mural with like World right. War II history and Chanel. It was amazing. But I mean, just to see how women reacted to seeing me, like it, when we went to the Forge afterwards, um, right. so I, I'm a part of Reforge, which is a program that uh, it's the Keeler Forge, but it's a nonprofit for veterans. And what they do is it's a free knife making class. It's a $5,000 knife making class in three days that's for veterans. And it helps veterans with PTSD and first responders. And they actually, in the middle of it, they have a group therapy session and you go right back to making your knife and quenching it. And you feel this sense of accomplishment and pride that you were able to do that out of scrap steel, which really, um, I guess, makes you think about us as individuals, right? Like once we could be something that, you know, it doesn't look like much, but if you put the right pressure and heat to it, you can make amazing things. Wow. So when the women came up to um, you and just like, was it um, like a sign of inspiration that they saw? I, I see that as like, you know, like when women empowerment, that, you know, when y'all took over and, you know, do the job when the, it was at World War II, I believe. Please don't, I'm a real bad history buff, but <laughs> yeah, well. Know your history. I know my history, but yeah. History, I, sir, history. <laughs> her story, her, her story, yeah, her story, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can see like where women just coming up there turning like how much she, like she expired them. She was like the Fonz, like everyone was coming yeah, up with Riveter, like the, the Norman Rockwell print. They're like, can you please sign this? This is on my desk. Like, I mean, like women were grown women were running at her. I have yeah. like a video of it. It's like, I'm going to air it at some point. But like, it was just like, I was almost in tears watching it because women were just so happy to see her. Like there was a, a gentleman that was on just on Forged and Fire for my forge. And he literally left work early. Like he left, like he found a substitute for his class just to come out to the forge and he actually missed her so he's going to come by later a different day but we're going to be here till friday but every day we're doing a different thing and we're uh, inspiring uh her amazing stories and i think it's awesome and we're going to drive tanks on thursday and she is driving the tank assault course she says oh wow they wanted me to skydive but i said are you crazy why are tanks better give me in the tank i'm still on the ground wow you are like history right now we are looking at really history i mean this is amazing there joel i mean well i was gonna tell you man i i skydive let me tell you it's scary at first Okay, but then after you shoot your, your parachute, it's it's like being baptized. It's uh, <laughs> it's a brand new feeling. Well, you know, you talk to us women like we um, we open doors for you women, but you are the ones who are doing it. We're just so proud of what you women are doing with your lives, and young girls too. They don't realize how capable they are, and we prove that women can do almost anything. And during World War II, we were every bit as good as the men, sometimes better. So we opened doors, but the, like I said, we opened the doors, but you ladies are the ones who are doing it. And we're very proud of you. That's amazing. That is real, real amazing. All right. So do you have a very interesting story that you would like to share? Or Battle and Betty, do you guys have a story that you guys can share 
So uh, we... May actually shook half Arnold's hand himself while in World War II. Half Arnold's a five-star general. We didn't have an Air Force yet then. It yeah. was Army Air. And it was so nice. He came through one day and he talked to us and shook our hands. And I said, I've gone to the Pentagon many times now. And they'll say to me, May, you're the only one in here who is, who is shaking hands with half Arnold. Because he is the Pentagon. He's everywhere you look there. He's half Arnold. Yeah. Greater Air Force, really. Yeah. Like, they, you think of the Air Force, oh. like, he's, that's him. Yeah. She's literally about to be awarded the Congressional Gold Medal, the Rosies are. Yeah. They're about to be oh, recognized. Wow. First of all, we worked to get a National Rosie Ripter Day. And I was just in New Orleans, and they, that fell on my 97th birthday. Yeah. And so we really celebrated. They just cake, cake, candy, champagne. It was really nice. I was at the museum, the National World War II Museum. They did a program. And that was so nice. And the following Monday, I went to Washington, and I had made masks that Boeing had put on their uh, rocketeer, their uh, Rosie the rocketeer that went into space. Yes. They put my face mask and bandana on that the, uh, uh, rocketeer or on the mannequin, and I went up the International Space Station. And on, on Monday, they when I was down in Washington, they honored me. They gave me they framed my face mask and bandana and gave it back to me. And also a coin that had gone into space with that capsule. That was nice honor. Just a nice wow. Honor. wow, that is amazing. So when you start to do something, how it will develop. That's one of the things I preach to the young girls. Just don't quit. Set your sights on something and just go for it. Wow, that's great. That's great. So, um, Joe, what do we got next? Uh, well, we still have some time. Did you oh, have anything? Yeah. Did you have anything more for us about when Betty did that? Yeah. Um, well, I did want to talk really quickly about um, a benefit. So, not everyone knows. Everyone thinks once you have a hundred percent, that's the max. That's the most you can do. There's nothing out there that can assist you. That's not always true. So, there's actually um, there's something called the aid in attendance. So, there's also uh, special monetary compensations. So it's technically considered one of those. It's the SMCR1, um, but it's if you're at 100% and you have certain conditions, you can actually have a caregiver that's paid for or the, the VA will pay a certain wage to that person to assist you. And also um, it's helpful for like a housekeeper because some people like myself, it's hard to get on the baseboards and clean like I should. And so other veterans, you know, they may be amputees, they may be in a wheelchair. They may be housebound, you know, they may have severe PTSD where they can't and they're not able to even get out of bed to assist themselves in daily life. So this is something that's very applicable to veterans. And you can go on VABenefits.gov, I believe it is, and you can apply. But I definitely recommend a representative. The reason why is just because of the fact that you want to have a strong case. But it's absolutely a, a benefit that veterans um, don't apply for enough. And if they do, they don't add enough details to it, and it's denied based on it not being filled out correctly, or it's um, they're not adding all the other conditions that would make them eligible. Oh wow! Interesting. Okay. Awesome. Wow. Awesome. Wow. Okay. Thank you. I didn't. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. So, like, the most you can actually get paid in a month with all your special monetary compensations, if you qualified, do you know how much it is? What is it? Uh, thirty six hundred. No, eighty nine hundred dollars. Oh wow! For everything. If you month. were to get all the SMCs in addition, 
two, like CSRC and your like 100% per se, that would yeah. be the amount. Yes. Wow. There's that many different ones out there. Most veterans don't know that they qualify for the special monetary compensations. So if you are curious, go to vabenefits.gov and check out SMC. So Sierra, uh, Mike, Charlie awards. And when you do so, you'll see there's a whole list and a lot of people are eligible, just like a lot of cancer patients don't know while they're getting chemotherapy that they're automatically supposed to be at hundred percent until six months after their last, like all clear from their physician. But it's just knowing what your benefits are and being your own best advocate. Okay. Um, so, uh, again, how do veterans would like, like you said, this is a, we're a, a TV program. We're trying to get these benefits we have like you out here. How do we, um, how would veterans come out and say which program to qualify, they qualify for? Would you help them out with that or just? So they can ask, go to a state yes. representative. Um, yeah. or they can, I mean, they can represent themselves pro se. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, but like, for example, Texas has Texas Veterans Commission. So they assist and they're a bit more trained than a standard VSO would be. So they can give more information and more in depth, um, I guess like representation when they're actually trying to petition for these things. But there's an office at every VA where you can go and you can apply for this allowance. But it's good to go and check vabenefits.gov to make sure you're listing okay. all the reasons you should have these different allowances because there are many. Okay, okay. Like PTSD is one. Loss of a sexual organ is one. Loss of use of a hand or a foot is one. Being bedridden and housebound is one. You know, there's a lot of different ones out there. So know your benefits. Okay. You got, you got anything else, Sean? No, nothing. I, some, maybe something to add. Like, you know, if you can't get a hold of a state representative, you know, a veteran service officer, most of the time, if you just go to your VA regional service, regional office, mm -hmm. Not only do they have VSOs there, but you can also sign for your DD-214. Yeah. And a lot of Pretty people don't know that. You can also get that on VABenefits.gov as well online. Um, and that's also helpful for people that don't like going into the VA. Like some people are very much against going into a VA and they don't want to go in and print it out that day. And now some VSOs, um, the offices won't do that. Um, so you can always pull it up on your um, benefits online if you go into it. Um, you just have to go into a certain tab. I can't remember which one it is exactly, but I'll have it the next one, the next episode. Okay. Okay. All right. All awesome. Right. awesome. Well, if you don't have anything else for us, I guess we'll see you next Monday. Please well, Thursday. <laughs> now what? I don't have a podcast on Thursday. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, can you announce your podcast on Thursday for us, please? <laughs> so we do have a, a special guest. Uh, they're actually uh, working on the two-step act for uh, Gold Star parents. And we are going to have uh, Tracy Ann. And um, there's another gentleman that's going to be joining her as well, coming on to speak about what they are about to uh, petition for in Congress in Texas on the 24th. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, Bedlam Bedu from Mail Call with Rosie the Riveter. Oh.
history say, right there. I was going to try to history. say her name, but I'm just worried that I'm going to butcher it. May Pryor. Meg. The legend I herself. The May Ryer. I got yeah. the May Ryer. May Ryer. Pryor. That's the one. With a K. Pryor. <laughs> Okay, I'm saying I didn't. You got me on the scene. All right, um, yeah, but it's history right here. History, the, the most famous bicep in America, right there. I like it. It's just like I like that. I'll That's see awesome. you Thursday. Thank you. I loved it. <laughs> see you. Bye. Bye. All right, awesome to always see them. We're gonna go on our tribute to truth break, and when we come back. I have no idea if Bridget will still be back with us or she's trying to get out of here right now. Out. So, whatever <laughs> you do, to... stay with us. Don't go away. You're listening to the show that highlights all the nonprofit programs out there beyond the VA. You're listening to the Ace Train Show tribute to the troops next. So, I don't, I don't know how to tell this story. Well, you got to, Joe. You tell the American people what these men did here. You tell them how my troopers died. Thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. Military Broadcast Radio proudly presents its tribute to the troops. Today's tribute to the troops remembers Staff Sergeant Mark R. D. Allencar. Staff Sergeant Mark D. Allencar was born in a U.S. Army hospital in Nuremberg, Germany. Staff Sergeant D. Allencar joined the United States Army in July of 2009. He attended basic combat training and cannon crew member 13 Bravo Advanced AIT training at Fort Seal, Oklahoma. Staff Sergeant D. Allen Carr graduated from the Special Operations Qualifications course on September 2016. He earned the qualification as a Weapons Sergeant, 18 Bravo, and was assigned to Bravo Company 1st Battalion, 7th Special Forces Group Airborne, located at Eglin Air Force Base, Florida. Staff Sergeant D. Allen Carr was killed in action on April 8, 2017, while engaged in a skirmish in an anti-ISIS battle in Nangarhar province, Afghanistan. Today, we celebrate and remember the life of Staff Sergeant Mark R. D'Alencar. A hundred stripes, a hundred stories 
This is a pledge of allegiance on the 4th of July It's some handwritten letters from home It's some sleepless nights alone It's his newborn baby he left with his wife Mr. Red, White and Blue To the swamps of Louisiana To the golden coast of California Uncle Sam's the only family he's got His purple heartbeat won't stop And his 18th birthday was the day he was born Mr. Red, White and Blue Lay down his life Mr. Red, Show the highlights all the nonprofit programs out there beyond the VA. You're listening to the H Train, the evening show. Roddy is my co host sitting in for Volcano. Yeah, I'm like, okay, you had two amazing guests right here. Uh Yeah, first of all, you had Bridget who had copper. Yeah, it was just amazing. Oh my god, I couldn't see him in a but this was it was this 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 photo even don't even do him justice. Of the pretty dog that she had, yeah, and well know, behaved. It was, but it's 
I, I should have unscrewed that camera. I, you should have. And was, just brought it over and showed her. But, you know, I asked her if the dog could get on the table. And but, she said she hadn't been taught that. So, yeah, so I don't know. But, you know, the, she took a picture of us with yeah, the dog. And she's going to uh, post that on page. Yeah. Yeah. NBR. Yeah. So the Facebook page. Yeah. And, I mean, that was just amazing. Then you had Rosie the Riveter on here to the, the lady that's on the poster of world war two right with her with the, the fist uh, i'm like am i doing it right that the fist that were you know and like wow that was the second guest you had this is like an all-star cast this is some all-star cast stuff right here right i mean this is this is all right i mean yeah. you, you just come with it i mean you had rosie the river and i know the, i know wow i know it's Today's show has been amazing, and we don't get we don't get that a lot. I mean, not to we say gotta, yeah, we get it a lot, but I mean that's just history right there. Yeah, that's just amazing, most definitely. That is, oh wow! So um, it's um, four twenty week this week. You didn't know that? <laughs> yes, yes. I I heard that it's um it's it's what like Thursday. Thursday. I believe it's Thursday. All right, what are you really. doing? He was gonna put me out there. I know, I <laughs> Try to risk my rating right now. Okay, <laughs> no. Um, no, it's um, hey, I, we do live in Colorado, and I do like seeing the festivities, right? And like, I mean, even if you're not a weed aficionado, I mean, it's kind of cool to see it for yourself. You know, people have their opinions about you know marijuana. It was good, bad. Just, just you know. Just observe yourself, you know. I mean, take take what you talk, go see it yourself, and then come up with a valid opinion. Right. I mean, it's pretty calm and stuff like that. I don't know what I'm going to be doing, but I'm going to try to enjoy some of the festivities myself. Not in the way you think I might be enjoying them, but <laughs> but yeah, I might go out to see, you know, maybe one of the concerts at the what was it, the Capitol? They usually have like a little concert. Are concert. they having the Capitol? Are yes, they, they have? Like, I don't. I have no idea. If they're doing anything for like 420, because usually this is Colorado, they're doing something for 420. Well, they, usually they do something every 420 a.m. and p.m. What are you talking about? Usually, you hear more about it. I haven't heard anything about it. You haven't heard anything about it because I guess it's kind of normal now. Every more, more and more states, are, oh, okay, yeah, more and more states are legalizing marijuana and stuff like that. And okay, so it's kind of like yeah, so I guess okay. as it's, once it starts, getting, you know, what's the point of me leaving my state for 420 when I can have 420, you know, right in my own state legal? Okay. So, so maybe that's the reason. I don't know, maybe. And that was just a segue, I guess. <laughs> or I don't know. We're just going to leave a segue. Say, oh. All right. So <clears throat> what TikToks are we going to be playing next week? You know, I don't know yet. Um I'm still, I'm still looking at. I want to. There, there's a there's a person that I want to get on the show. Okay, well, okay. Um, a person. It was yeah, a I person. well, I can't give the name or whatever. Jason but, Mimosa. <laughs> no, no. we're gonna have Jason Mimosa. No, so. but I I I'd like to get him to come on the show and talk a little bit about autism because I think autism awareness is coming up. Oh, autism awareness. Okay. 
definitely. Um, that is, that is a, a subject that is pretty, you know, near to me. So, like, you know, autism. I have autism in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's kind of near and dear. So, so, And a lot of people don't know. Yeah. Like the, like the effects about it and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, they don't. I mean, they do, but, like, more, like, family members and, you know, um, how they are, you know, they don't know what to do. To say lack of a better term, they don't know like what how what procedures to do with an autistic child, and you know how the because you know normal uh, or regular uh, situations are not you know uh, normal for that child, or you can say you know so they they can figure out like you know what what I don't even know, so it's just like yeah, right. No, I, I I know what you mean. Um, Brandon's son has yeah. autism, and like when we was doing the memorial jars and stuff, like the 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 thing that I liked about him was he was he was always a rain of sunshine, you know, right. no matter what, no matter what anybody said or anybody that he was always a rain of sunshine, and <clears throat> I think we uh, we can learn a lot from that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So it is a touching. Yeah. All right. So, hey, we are going to go on a real quick nonprofit break. And then when we come back off that nonprofit, what the heck just happened? I don't know. You're pressing buttons. I I have no idea why that's doing that. Just keep pressing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go on nonprofit break. When we come back off that break, final thoughts. So, whatever you do, stay with us. Don't go away. You're listening to Show the Highlights, all the nonprofit programs out there beyond the VA. You're listening. To the Ace Train Show. He was never a soldier to me. He was literally a, he was a dad to me. I was waiting for him to be home, and instead of seeing him walk in the door, I found a chaplain on my doorstep. Our heroes have paid such a huge price for freedom, and these military families sometimes we're still paying. When someone says, thank you for your service, sometimes I feel embarrassed because I don't feel like a hero. There's not a day that goes by that you don't wish you could do more. My best friend, a medic, he died in combat. Coming back and having to look at his wife and actually tell her that was one of the hardest days of my life. You think, is this the last time I'm going to hug you? Is this the last time I'm going to kiss you? You don't know. There's certainly a responsibility that you feel towards other servicemen and women and their families. So you can peek in, careful not to touch. 
but you still, in your mind, believe that you haven't done enough. All right, guys, so this brings us to the end of our tour. I've also brought in for you guys to have the opportunity to meet some of the veterans involved in brewing the beer, Budweiser Freedom Reserve, which supports the Folds of Honor program. So who here has heard of Folds of Honor? Well, I'm sorry. Um, I have something to tell you guys. Um, we're not a normal tour. Each and every one of us. We're all here because of Folds of Honor. And we're all here because of you guys. And want to say thank you. They told us you guys were just extras. Yeah. <laughs> I am the proud daughter of two US Marines. My dad, he was in the 82nd Airborne Signal Corps. I joined the Army as a combat medic. Three days before the due date of our daughter, my husband, Ryan, was killed by an enemy sniper. My husband was killed on Mother's Day, 2005. Our life was over. We were devastated. Folds of Honor came along and said, we're going to help you piece back together your life with this scholarship. Now I'm in college, and I honestly don't know where I'd be right now without all you guys. I'm able to gain my education and have a future for my son and myself. Receiving Folds of Honor has taken a huge, huge just burden off of our lives. My family is so proud of you and everything that you've done to contribute to our lives. I am honored to be in your presence. I'm blown away. I didn't know. And, uh... We can still serve in a way, because once you stop serving, you just... You felt like you stopped. And it's, it's nice to be able to keep um, giving back. I had no idea that this is what we were doing. You're our heroes. I salute you. Thank all of y'all. Coming out of the military, I never realized it is a way of life because your service never stops. All right, and we are back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the show, the highlights, all the nonprofit programs out there beyond the VA. You're listening to the Ace Train Show, and you just caught me like right when I'm like, eating middle. Of the <laughs> I um, love it, Roddy. Just, just like eating right now, and I'm like, man, I'm still chewing. <laughs> you know, I heard that that was the best time when you're at dinner with somebody. That's the best time to talk to somebody is when the other person. Is like eating their food. Mm -hmm. That's the best time to talk to them. So they don't just talk put all the food on my mouth. I mean, <laughs> just eat. That's kind of normal. Oh man. Oh wow. So, 
we're, yeah, we're, uh, we're we're at that moment. We're we're getting ready to do the uh, the final thoughts. But I got a question before you go to final thoughts. And yes. For those that um, are complaining that we didn't hit the what the the what the moment today, mm-hmm. there were no regrets. Uh, I apologize. I got I got a couple texts. Hey, we're Where's where that moment? video go? Yeah. Um, can we show it right now? No. Oh no. Yeah, oh yeah, we can totally show it. Just tell us that. Yeah, let's let's give the people hard. what they want. Yeah. It's the what the segment. Hey, those are cool tats, man. Oh, for real. Thank you, bro. You yeah. see the cobra? I mean, what is this one? What's the one right there? Oh, this? Uh-huh. That's my credo. No regrets. Mm-hmm. Not one regret, huh? That's- I love him. I think he's great. Okay. I think he's a real winner, Casey. If I were you, I wouldn't use protection. Have what? fun. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that. Okay, so before we go on the final thoughts, mm-hmm. I don't date anymore. Okay. No, I'm married. Do you still date? Yeah. Okay. Now, when you're on a date, oh, what, what are mean. some of the biggest things? Like you're you're at you're at a table with a girl. What are like the biggest things that is like a turn off? There, okay, this isn't gonna work. Like, what's the what? Do you have a story? Like, what turns you off? Why are you asking those personal questions right now? <laughs> why, are you, why are you doing it? What turns me off? No, man. What, the, what you trying to figure out? No, I get what you're saying with the question. I don't know. Like, well, I guess bad conversations first and foremost from a woman. You gonna? I mean. Okay, all right, all right, I'll tell you mine. What's I have one. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Let's, yeah. let's weed you into that. But go so, ahead. Uh, my grandpa taught me this a long time yeah. ago, but when, you know, ever you're dating somebody or a friend or whatever, it, they can't help it, but you take them to a restaurant that they've never been to before, and if they salt or pepper their food before they even get, you know, dig in, then chances are ninety percent of the time, they, they just they they're they're um, what's the word I'm looking for? They they're they assume awesome. they oh. they assume all the time. They don't they don't they don't try it before they eat it. They assume all the time. If you're doing things like that on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And you're not thinking about that. You're gonna do that in your everyday life too. And that's what you're thinking on a date. I yeah. That oh my god. That reason why you don't date no more. <laughs> that's her reason. <laughs> oh my god. That, 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 come on. That, I'm just I'm just sharing. You. I'm just sharing. You. I'm gonna tell you what men are really thinking about in, in the dates because it's it's disgusting. <laughs> every man I'm telling you every man they go on a date with I mean we're going to be nice gentlemen all throughout the date 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 but the but the man's really thinking about on a date or, or you know <laughs> it is what it is I'm sorry it is what it is I can't, I can't. they thinking about that nasty dispute. I just got nasty it's natural <laughs> well, <It's not> like, <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. It is the two minute warning final thoughts. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one, one. We have ignition. Strap in. It's the two minute warning. Two minute warning. 
All right, so what did you learn today, Ronnie? Well, first of all, I learned you should pick better TikToks. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what I learned. Uh, don't send me no TikToks in, in, in the middle of the night. Did I do that? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> oh, okay, I was gonna say I don't I don't remember if I did or not. Oh man, don't do that. So, <laughs> uh, second, uh, Rosie the Riveter. Yeah. Oh wow, you know. Wow, learned a lot from her today. That was definitely like really, really like that was history right there. Yeah, was it was really, amazing. That was history. Like, yeah, I can remember the poster, the World War II poster. She can. That was her on that. That is history. And wow, she she, she was ninety three years young. I'm ninety three years young, and she was still spry and just. Full of energy, she can outrun me. <laughs> I, I wouldn't race her. She had that. Oh wow, maybe three years young. And and we had Bridget from Canine Partners with Copper. Mm-hmm. Copper, do not bring a dog into a studio again without warning me. <laughs> oh, are uh, you allergic to dogs? No, no, I'm not allergic to dogs. I was just well, I guess I was just like child, like oh look at the puppy, I'm like oh it just totally. Wiped out all what I had in my brain to say <laughs> and everything. It was like, look, look at the cute puppy. Oh, it's the puppy. It was like well behaved too. Like, like the the sad eyes this dog had. You don't see. You saw that eyes. You was just like, they, I mean, the dog is happy, but they got this those eyes. You got it like the. Come on, no, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, it's just crazy. So, oh, the eyes. He was so cute. He was so precious. The pep puppy. You, you know, know, and it's, it's great to know about another nonprofit that works oh, with service dogs side. here in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, that gives beautiful puppies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you learn? I think the biggest thing that I learned today um, was that. This organization, they don't get their dogs to shelters. They 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 spend all their money like raising them, yeah. and I think that's amazing. I do. I I think I think the service dogs out of the shelter are amazing as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but it's just, it's just nice to know that we have more we have more options than just like one or two. Right. Uh, non profit service dogs here in the area because you know funding's funding's kind of an issue sometimes. What was it ninety five hundred? Yeah, but the dog did the laundry. <laughs> but it didn't no. separate the yeah. whites. Oh, it is all just laundry. Yeah. Believe it or not, I I have. You know how hard is it for me to do laundry? They got they train the dog to do laundry. That's something. I, got I have video. I taught my I taught my dog how to like do the folding laundry thing. You can he, teach dogs how to fold laundry. Using the plastic, um, uh, you know, like oh, the yeah, yeah. Pennies yeah, that's I had to do that for my own laundry, just me. Yeah, well I got those. <laughs> I, I trained him to like nudge it and stuff. You know, he can't put the shirt on the thing, you know, but he can go up and 
pull on the thing and the sides come down and nudges his nose up to the thing wow. to push it. I have a video somewhere. I have a video somewhere. I just got to find it. I'll show it to you. Oh, okay. Sometime. You don't have that on TikTok? You, you started <laughs> with it. No, not yet. I don't have TikTok. Thing, but I'll tell you what. I'm going to let you close this out. Because oh. it's that time. Can you believe it? Yeah, it's that time. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Ah. Uh. Do I say it now? Yeah, you're right. Oh, uh, thanks. Well, now that's the show, lady. Well, this is my yeah, yeah. That's the show for today, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with an all-new show. And remember, you can listen to us again and again. And the podcast of this radio show is available right after we get off to the, the air tonight. And remember, we're, we're here, here for, for you, not for, for us. Giving our veterans a voice. voice. I just, <laughs> so busy. It didn't prepare me for that either. <laughs>